0: Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breakinridge. Weekdays 12:30 to three, 7:70, CHQR. A lot of concern uh, being raised these days about youth and vaping and growing rates of e-cigarette youth, uh, e-cigarette use by youths in both Canada and the United States. A story from uh, just earlier this month Health Canada is proposing new restrictions on advertising vaping products and e-cigarettes to minors, citing concerns about the product's rising popularity among teens. So these proposed regulations have not yet been finalized, but it does appear as though the federal government is going to bring in some restrictions around e-cigarette marketing and advertising. Now, it seems to me that we do need to strike a balance here, obviously, and as it is written in law, e-cigarettes are not for minors but they are intended for adults. Certainly, we've seen a lot of evidence indicating that e-cigarettes can be effective in helping smokers get off of tobacco cigarettes. It's a form of harm reduction. E-cigarettes are not safe, but they are far safer than cigarettes. So I would certainly be concerned about anything we're putting in place that would make it more difficult for smokers to make that switch or send a message that they shouldn't. How do we balance the potential benefits of e-cigarettes in that sense, but also try to make sure that youth are not starting up the habit? Was well, a group in Alberta that is calling for some pretty severe restrictions around e-cigarettes. In fact, if I'm reading this correctly, to even regulate them more strictly than tobacco products. Well, joining us to, to explain more is uh, the president and one of the co-founders of SAVE, Stop Addicting Adolescents to Vaping and E-Cigarettes, Elliot Reichart joins us on the line. Elliot, welcome to the program. Hello? Yeah, Elliot, you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, you can hear me fine?
1: I can hear you well.
0: All right, so tell us a bit more about uh, the organization SAVE uh, and what you're all about.
1: Um, so Steve is a group mostly of University of Calgary undergraduate health sciences students and a number of other alumni and graduate students who are concerned about what we see as the rapid increase in the number of youth who are becoming addicted to nicotine through e-cigarette usage.
0: Right, and, and certainly that is a concern. Um, so what's your sense as to why that's happening?
1: Well, so there's been a number of reviews uh, that have specifically analyzed this question and the consensus is that there are three reasons why youth are initiating e-cigarette use. The first is flavors, such as cotton candy or mango or a number of other youthful-themed flavors. The second is perceived novelty. And the third reason is the perception that they're in fact harmless when that is not the case.
0: Right. And what what are the harms of e-cigarettes?
1: So there's... Two ways to measure the harms. One is the intrinsic harm of the e-cigarette and the vapor it emits itself. And the second is the risk of subsequent initiation of cigarette usage, which is the, sort of the main harm. So the harms of e-cigarettes themselves are mostly due to nicotine addiction and some of the har- the Nicotine is actually a toxin to the developing brain. And sort of the economic and pedagogical aspects, people, students missing class, as well as spending a lot of money to sustain their nicotine addiction.
0: What do you mean missing class?
1: So, so so, we've been doing a number of consultations with high school students within the Calgary region, and some of the high school students are expressing to us that instead of spending time in class, they're actually to sustain a nicotine addiction skipping class in order to, um, you know, satiate their addiction.
0: They're skipping class to vape? Yeah. What kind of statistics do we have on that, or is that really just anecdotal?
1: It's anecdotal. Okay. It's very hard to do adequate survey data on this, and the results of the youth smoking survey haven't been released for this year yet. So we have to rely mostly on anecdotes at this point. But what we do know from the youth smoking survey is that for the first time in about 20 years, the combustible cigarette use for youth is increasing.
0: Okay, so let's talk about what we can do to stop it, because as it stands now, e-cigarettes, by law, are, are not to be sold to youth. Isn't that the case?
1: That is absolutely the case. You're right. Though recent survey data has suggested that from about 2016, that about 60 to 70% of youth find that it would either be easy or very easy to gain access to these devices.
0: And how are they doing? So is it simply that stores aren't IDing them or people are buying them and giving them to
1: youth? That's one of the limitations of the data is these surveys sometimes don't actually ask how the youth are getting access to these devices. Some likely reasons are potentially those reasons, but also the online sales, e-cigarettes, whereas people might have them shipped to their home without their parents' knowledge and gain access through that means.
0: Yeah, certainly the internet sales presents more of a challenge when it comes to to retailers, though. I mean, we we have a model with with cigarettes uh, where we have a lot of enforcement around the sale of cigarettes, and and the fines for selling cigarettes to minors are are pretty stiff. Are you suggesting maybe we need that kind of an approach to to retailers and vaping?
1: Well, the main goal, the reason why e-cigarettes sort of entered the market is, is a health product, a device to help current smokers to either switch from being uh, tobacco, combustible tobacco use via cigarettes or to ultimately quit a nicotine addiction. And that's why we're advocating for them to be regulated as a health product and sold behind a pharmacy, because then adults who want to use these devices will have complete access to them, but they're not being openly promoted within gas stations or other locations where youth will see them and be tempted to purchase them.
0: Right, your news release suggests that... We need to regulate vaping and e-cigarettes more strictly than tobacco products. Help me understand that.
1: So, the perspective that that's coming from is we, so tobacco cessation efforts have been actually quite successful over this past 20-year era. And all of those benefits are very likely to be threatened to wipe, threatened to be wiped out by youth e-cigarette users who then subsequently initiate cigarette use. And there's actually been a number of systematic reviews that have proved, provided what they describe as substantial evidence of the, much, the significantly increased likelihood of youth initiating cigarettes. So youth who use these cigarettes, even with the intention of not progressing to combustible devices, um, are actually about fourfold more likely to initiate subsequent use. And so the, the worry is, is that if this isn't regulated more strictly than tobacco products, we might be facing another generation of smokers who will be dying younger of lung cancer, or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Well, yeah,
0: to regulate a more strict, I mean, it seems to me if every smoker on this planet switched to e-cigarettes, that would represent a tremendous public health benefit, would it not?
1: Absolutely, if that were the case. However, there isn't, um, apart from the one recent randomized controlled trial in the UK, most of the research has been more equivocal about the uh, efficacy of e-cigarettes to get people to actually cease the use of e-cigarettes. Pretty much everyone in the public health community really, really wanted e-cigarettes to be sort of a solution to this problem. But unfortunately, as of yet, it appears that most people who do begin using e-cigarettes actually don't fully transition to e-cigarette use or cessation. They instead tend to remain dual users, which means that they vape in places where cigarettes are found upon and then use cigarettes elsewhere.
0: Okay, well, you, you, you kind of hand-wave away was a pretty major study that in fact found that uh, e-cigarettes were nearly twice as effective as, as other forms uh, of nicotine replacement. So that, that's actually pretty encouraging, isn't it?
1: It is encouraging, and I didn't mean to appear as hand-waving it away. It's a significant study, but it took place in quite a structured environment. And so it only actually resulted in about 20% of current cigarette users um, ceasing use, but they actually were, never quit the nicotine addiction. So they were still, about 70% were still addictive at the end of the study. And so it may not actually represent a way for people to cease their addiction as much as hoped. And that's why it's really important that people have access to these devices. But we want to minimize as much as possible their accessibility, their marketing, and their brand appeal to you.
0: Now, e-cigarettes have been around for a while. I mean, granted, products like Juul are, are, are more recent additions to the scene, but smoking rates have continued to decline while e-cigarettes have, have been on the market. So where, where's the evidence for, for the gateway effect?
1: Um, so they come from a number of studies, but also I'd like to quickly correct that. So every year except for about 2018, so some of the preliminary data from the CDC suggests actually an increase, what a 38% increase in tobacco usage. They didn't really report, uh, they didn't see a difference in cigarette usage, but the preliminary data from Canada suggests that we are seeing an increase in cigarette usage. So those may not that trend may not be holding true unfortunately the data from initiation studies comes from about five studies i think two of them were clinical trials that studied pop that took a sample of um, youth and then they tracked them over a long uh, period of time and watched if they were either e-cigarette users at the beginning whether that would increase the likelihood of them their subsequent initiation with cigarette usage and so that's where the data is coming from Okay, just
0: I'm uh, coming back to this because the the data I've seen from Statistics Canada is that the smoking rates has continued to decline. So you're, you're suggesting that it hasn't.
1: Well, I think the data is only current up to about 2016 or about 2015. Do you have the 2018 data?
0: I don't. Well, I'd have to double check if there's 2018 data. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's the most recent data available. Uh, I'm looking at one story here from 2017 that refers to the most recent numbers that shows that the smoking rate did continue to decline.
1: Absolutely, it did through 2017. But okay. the, the so, issue is that it's an emerging threat. Juul, the main vaping devices, uh, vaping devices actually only entered the market in um, August of this year, July or August of this year. And okay. yet it's actually, in the period of about six months, become the number one device in the market.
0: But when did smoking rates go up then? You're suggesting we don't have the 2018 data yet. It sounded to me like we you have suggested a preliminary that it had-
1: report. We have a preliminary report that the CBC reported on from Professor David Hammond of Waterloo. And in that report, um, he says that the rates are going up. And so we're just waiting for the data to come out to validate that. But, I see. Um, okay. All right, just to clear that. Up.
0: Okay, so wh- why isn't the response then to even more strictly regulate and tax cigarettes if they're the more harmful product yeah. that we're worried about?
1: Um, so we actually already have very effective tobacco um, regulations in. So our main focus is on youth, and so we're not actually interested so much in the broad uh, regulatory landscape of cigarettes. We're mostly focused on sort of the emerging threats to the health and wellness of youth, and e cigarettes pose that specific danger and it's not being addressed. There are a number of other organizations in civil society that are very focused on tobacco regulation, and so that's why we're focusing specifically on youth.
0: Now, obviously, not all e-cigarettes contain nicotine. Are you suggesting a regulatory approach that is specific to products that contain nicotine?
1: Uh, Yes. Um, The main devices that are used within Canada and sold at most convenience stores and gas stations are Juul and Vipe. And Vipe, um, I've been to a number of gas stations in Calgary. Well, it does sell zero nicotine content e-liquid online. It's almost impossible to buy it in person and then Juul does not sell any nicotine-free e-liquid. So the main devices that youth are using um, will almost never um, will never contain nicotine-free e-liquid if they're Juul devices and are extremely unlikely to if they're bike devices.
0: So if they don't contain nicotine, then how are kids getting hooked on nicotine?
1: Oh, sorry, I misspoke. They always contain
0: nicotine. Okay, all right. Uh, okay. All right. Well, that, that, that explains that. Okay, so with regard to, to nicotine itself, obviously, as you say, there's a reason why I, I would agree it should be restricted to to, uh, to youth. They should not be allowed to buy it, but why should it concern me if a consenting adult, whether he smokes or not, wants to buy a product containing nicotine? Is nicotine itself inherently dangerous that, that we should be concerned about consenting adults?
1: Um, so our focus is mainly on youth, again. I, I don't think... No,
0: but I mean you want, you want these only to be sold basically over the counter at a pharmacy. Yes,
1: yeah, where they'd be um, accessible for adults who wish to use them.
0: For smoke? you know, to, to get off of cigarettes. My yeah. point is that if someone who doesn't even smoke cigarettes at all wishes to find another way of getting nicotine...
1: Well, you'd be, I imagine from our, our perspective, we're not specifically going for prescription-only accessibility of it. So you'd still be able to buy it from a pharmacy.
0: And only at a pharmacy? Yes. All right. So does that fall to the federal government to mandate that? Is that provincial?
1: So it's sort of, it requires both. Either province or the federal government can take action. But we're calling on both to ideally do it either nationwide or province-wide and then subsequently nationwide.
0: All right. Well, Elliot, we'll leave it there for now. Appreciate you make some time for us. Much more at save.ca, and that's save with two A's. Elliot, uh, thanks for your time here. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News
0: Talk 770 Calgary.